BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Jenna Ellis, and welcome to Just the Truth podcast, sponsored by the Thomas More Society, which is a not-for-profit national public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. You can find them at thomasmoresociety.org. It's Friday, so of course you know that means a great in-depth conversation with Aubrey Shines, host of America Shines, right here on Real America's Voice. And we are going to be breaking down all of the top trending headlines over this past week. And of course, we have to start with Joe Biden. That was a ridiculously embarrassing summit, uh, the G7, then later on in the week, his meeting with Vladimir Putin. And this was one of many, many embarrassing moments. I caught part of President's uh, Trump, uh, Putin's uh, uh, press conference. Yikes. So, Aubrey, Pre- President Trump? Trump. And yeah. so, I mean, yeah, I, I wish he I, was I back. I think that was a, well, I don't know. I think that was a Freudian slip. I think he knows something that the rest of America knows, and that is that Biden didn't win this election. But with that being said, I digress just to make a point. This is scary. It's not just funny. It's sad. It's very, very scary. This guy is not coherent. I've been around enough men and women at a certain you know, place in life where, unfortunately, they have these mental challenges that are there, whether it's dementia or Alzheimer's. And when I listen to this gentleman, it's scary because this is the face that they're putting up, not just for America, but for the entire world. So you have all these powerful nations that are there, and this is our representation. Jenna was scary to, to just listen at him. To watch a six to seven second delay, Mm -hmm. that frightened me when I saw that because I thought, okay, wait a minute, is someone talking to him in his ear? And if so, he didn't do a good job at reporting whatever it is that they were downloading. And again, I looked and my heart dropped. There was a a sense of uh, almost abject failure in this regard. Every American desires his or her president to really represent them well. This is a man in office that has no business being in the Oval Office and not just representing this country, but no country at all. This guy is in need of medical help. I think you're absolutely right. And as much as it's so embarrassing for Biden, it is also uh, so sad because you have to ask yourself as well, what kind of person would allow their husband or their father to be in this position. And for Jill Biden, I continue to ask this question because I just don't get it. Because if this were my father, I would not want that type of embarrassment on the world stage. I mean, when you look at the G7 summit, when all of the other leaders left Mm -hmm. that stage and they were all talking to each other and Biden's just kind of, you know, this, this grandfatherly elderly figure in the background that's just sort of, you know, looking like he's incoherent and he doesn't know where he is. That's embarrassing, it's sad, and it's shameful. It it is. I tell you another, and I know we didn't cue this, but when I saw his wife having to come get him, 
And you could see it. Again, he's, he's kind of meandering through this moment. Maybe they were sitting there having cocktails or something, whatever they were doing there. And he was just kind of, he was paused. And he's just staring there. And he's, you could tell, mentally, he was a bit disheveled. And, and he's looking around, and you can see her from the panning of the camera. She runs in, and she grabs him, and, and there he goes. And then, again, to watch this same guy, Joe Biden, he's about to take some questions from a reporter, too. And he says, well, I, they've told me. Yeah, and I'm going to get in trouble. I, I'm going to get in trouble if I, if I say something, so I better end this now. I mean, what kind of leader says that? And that's the key word is leader. There is yeah. no leadership right now in the White House. We know that someone is yeah. running the government. Of course. Of course. And that's what's scary is that on the world stage, we don't have a strong leader that we had in President Trump. And the American people don't know right now who exactly is running our government. And that's so apparent, Aubrey, with all of the different people who are being nominated as well to uh, mm -hmm. these political appointments and seeing some of their background in history and seeing how many different operatives are just being pushed through in the Biden administration, it truly is scary because our government, as we consistently say on the show, we understand and have to understand that our government is of the people, by the people, for the people. Yeah. Our elected officials are supposed to accurately, genuinely represent us and be accountable to us. And when we have someone like Joe Biden, who is the pretender in chief, yeah. who's up there, sure. who's accountable to the American people? Well, it's scary, isn't it? And again, you look at an array of issues that this guy is not addressing or his handlers are addressing incorrectly. Whether it's issues of Israel, whether it's issues of critical race theory here in America, they're pushing a Marxist agenda. And he, unfortunately, is the conduit, the voice that they're using, even if he's vicariously being used here, he's being used as a sacrifice to get their agenda in front of the people Jenna, this is scary stuff, and I do believe that Americans are really paying attention to this because in the circles that I'm in, the circles that I travel in, I'm telling you on both sides of the aisle, there is embarrassment because they're looking at a guy that they know, this guy, mentally, he's being disheveled here, and it's not going really, really well. He seems weak, mm -hmm. pathetic, and unfortunately, this is who is in office, allegedly, representing Americans. And I just know that when we look at someone of this magnitude and this ilk, we're in trouble unless something happens here in the very near future. Yeah, and we need to be America first instead yeah. of the clear picture, which is America last. And when we look at the foreign policy that's being pushed through, when we look at the policy of this administration, it's not the Biden administration. It's the Democrats' administration. Sure. It's the third term of Obama or whoever is leading. But uh, but that's the point, is that Joe Biden is clearly not leading. It's embarrassing for the United States. We should be proud of our leaders. We need strong, genuine leadership. That's clearly, clearly not Joe Biden. But we're going to come back and talk about this and so many other things with Aubrey Shines, who's the host of America Shines right here on Real America's Voice. And of course, this is Friday on Just the Truth. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Just the Truth, and we're continuing the conversation with Aubrey Shines, who's the host of America Shines right here on Real America's Voice. And Aubrey, we're talking about uh, Joe Biden's latest embarrassments. And uh, in the last segment, you referred to uh, this really strange interaction with a reporter and how Jill Biden uh, was just trying to drag him away. And we actually have that sound. So let's watch this. How are your meetings going in Cornwall, Mr. President? How are your meetings going here in Cornwall? Very well. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're wow. laughing at him. It's this this was so. I mean, even worse than you described. Yeah. I hadn't actually seen this, and ugh, cringe. You think about it from a. I don't know. I, I'm kind of stuck here, not because I lack uh, the the ability to express. I'm stuck because look at all of the variables. He's asked a question. He, uh, okay, I'll give him credit. Maybe he really didn't hear it, and he says, I beg your pardon. And when they repeat, hey, how's the meeting going? Uh, it should be a strong it, it, answer. It, you know, as soon as you hear it, go, oh, thank you, and here's and then, how it's here going. And here's the killer, though, and Jenna. And he should have facts at the top of his no head. No facts, I mean, he, because you oh, and great. I both know yeah. that he doesn't know. He right. obviously, and they're his wife. She's not walking. She's literally, and, and the whole audience just saw this, She's oh running. No, yeah. no, no. Come on. C come on. Come, come on. Yeah. Like, don't, 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 don't say nothing. I mean, don't was, open your it mouth. It was like to a little child where exactly. a, a toddler where you'd say, oh, come on, come on. I mean, that, that's something, that same tone and cadence and, oh, aren't you being cute kind of thing. Yeah. That's the same tone I would have with my two and a half year old nephews. Of course. I mean, this is not how you treat a president of no. the United States, a world leader. Especially, this is especially, Jenna, when you juxtapose this guy, Joe Biden to Donald Trump. I looked at everything that Trump had done, as I've done this guy here as well. Here's the reality. They never caught Donald Trump off guard. He was precise. Mm -hmm. There was a real strength for guys. This is why I, I know he registered with guys. There was a sense of, hey, listen, we are America, baby. Mm -hmm. We're going to deal. And, and, and it was a good feel. And with women, too, by of the course. way, because true, genuine women who value femininity and value masculinity, yes. we want strong leaders as well. Yeah, you know what? He reminded me of a father figure. Yeah. Someone who said, hey, 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 not on my watch. Yes. That is something that all of us, the male and female, we can, we we can relate to it, can't we? Of course. And then you look at what Joe... respect. Uh, there's the key word, the respect. Yes. We don't have this. And you look at now what they're also doing uh, amongst, unfortunately, many things. Joe Biden and his ilk, they're now setting up a commission and this commission is saying to Americans, we need you guys as Americans to report your neighbors. I can't make this stuff up. We need you to report your neighbors, whoever you think have been radicalized. Well, what does that mean? Well, we know what this means. Anyone that doesn't think the way that we're putting this information out, we need you to report them. I'm sorry. I've done the research. This sounds very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. When I go back and study the brown shirts, when I go back and study the propaganda machine of Hitler, they did the same thing. They had individuals reporting to local officials who was who, who owned what, 
Who was doing what? What could they say? What couldn't they say? And now we're watching this Marxist ideology being lived out through this current administration. And here's the problem. It's being silenced in our news cycles. Jen, I'm very, very concerned about that. Absolutely. And I saw um, a great comment on social media the other day that said, if you're ever wondering and you have wondered throughout your life, what would have been your response to the Nazi regime? And would you have stood up? And of course, you know, nobody likes those comparisons. They say, okay, well, this isn't the Holocaust. And that's fair. That is a fair point. And nobody is saying that. But in terms of the government and the compulsory behaviors and how it started and saying that just because something is legal or even in our case, even if somebody pretends that it's legal, even though it's unconstitutional, what is your response? Are you going to stand for truth or are you not? And when we are being faced with some of these questions, I mean, even with um, like my work with John MacArthur and Grace Mm -hmm. Community Church with the Thomas More Society, um, I I still remember the day that my mom sent me actually the, the statement from the elders that were saying we are going to reject the overreach of the government into our church because this is the province of Jesus Christ, not Caesar. Jesus Christ is the head of the church, not Caesar. And I responded to my mom. I read it and I thought, this is true. This Mm -hmm. is so true. And I responded to my mom and I said, wow, can you imagine? And I said, I could not have even fathomed that a day would come in America when John MacArthur, if you know his work and his legacy of teaching on Romans 13 and teaching you know, expositionally through the Bible, that John MacArthur and his church would actually be at the point where they would have to choose to exercise civil disobedience. I mean, it's this is where we're at in this country. And the left would like to say, oh, well, you're just fanning the flames, blah, blah, blah. But no, this is something where we have to take it very seriously right now because otherwise we very easily could get to a place that Germany was in in you know, the 1930s and 40s. Again, I I think you echo, unfortunately, and I hate that you do, to be candid with you. I hate that your words are valid. I wish Mm -hmm. that this was just pure hyperbole on your part and you were just kind of all over the place, but you're not. Here's the reality, and, and this is a different twist. Unfortunately, it has a systemic connection. There's one party, Jenna, that's pushing this narrative the Democratic Party. Again, even if I wasn't a conservative, I would still be saying, well, here's the body of evidence, and here's what the research leads us to. There's one political party that is pushing this Marxist ideology. It's not just Joe Biden. It's his party. His party is pregnant with this. I was watching uh, a lady, I can't remember what county, uh, what what part of the city, I believe she may be a Florida uh, Democrat, And she literally came out supporting Joe Biden, the things that he's doing. And again, she's echoing his policies. One of the things that she said, hey, look, shame on the governors, especially like DeSantis, that has come out and said, uh, you guys need to work for your money. The people are making more. I'm not oh, making this how up. Terrible. Yeah, how <laughs> terrible. Capital, for, but again, for, it is. Yes. It's that capitalism it's, is bad. It's Joe Biden's Socialism policies. is good. Right. And you notice no one from the White House is pushing back. Mm-hmm. No one's, why? They're all in cahoots with this idea that big government should take care of you and I. And whatever they say, again, they become our moms. Mm-hmm. They become our dads. And you're talking pure status here. I, I'm afraid of this. Mm-hmm. And I think for Americans that are paying attention to this, 
I, I think they're afraid as well. But even in the Republican Party, we have to be concerned because if you look at uh, the establishment Republicans, this is why this term rhino actually is does have meaning. And I hate that a lot of the right will just throw it around. And anyone whose ideas they disagree with is somehow a rhino. It's like, no, this actually has a meaning. It means just Republican in name only, meaning people who don't actually champion the conservative values of our rights being given by God, our creator, not our government. And so recognizing that that the government is not the parent. And so the government, we don't pay into the government, which let's remind everyone is not a revenue generating institution. Right. And so if they are allowed to continue to take more of our hard earned dollars mm -hmm. to then spend however they want and implement uh, this idea of socialism rather than the entrepreneurship, the capitalist mentality that says that a, a, a worker is worthy of his wages, sure. as the Bible says, sure. right? And to champion this idea, now can capitalism ultimately result in unchecked uh, and some moral issues, of course. And that's why we have government to make sure that there is moral boundaries within the principles that we have. But the, but the point is, is that there are also some Republicans who are the Republicans in name only sure. who want to build big government. They do want to say, I'm going to take away the decision making from the individual. I want to be the parent. Yeah. I want to decide how you should spend your money. I want to decide how you should live your life. I want to decide mm -hmm. outside of the moral parameters. I want to have the wisdom for you and your family. That's what is a right given by God, our yeah, creator, and, not our government. And it's scary when I do see Republicans. And again, whether people like them or not, George Bush has unfortunately been on the wrong side of this issue as well. Absolutely. When I look at, and he made a comment, which I was really shocked because during the Obama administration, when Bush was in office, he never said anything. When they asked, hey, why don't you ever have any comments about the bad policies that Obama's doing? He says, well, uh, it's in tradition uh, with presidents who never talk about the current sitting president. But he he had no problem doing it with Donald Trump. And right. I'll go further. He also is pushing this immigration issue as far as making sure our borders are open. So when you talk about Republican in name only, some of his principles, and, and again, the ilk thereof, and I'm not saying he's not a decent guy, but there is something systemically wrong. When you can put in this country individuals that should not be in this country, it has nothing to do with compassion. It has nothing to do with we don't love anyone. How do I know that? I've done the research. America is the number one champion of giving to every nation when that nation is in trouble. But when you can put workers ahead of our veterans, when you can bring in individuals by the millions, and we in this country still have men and women that need help. And I'm not talking about a handout, I'm mm -hmm. talking about jobs. Mm -hmm. And so when you open up our borders, again, Republican name only, Unfortunately, we see the larger swatch of that in the Democratic Party. So again, I never want to be on record for only saying Democrats, because it's clear there are individuals that push policies that are not for the good of this nation. Mm -hmm. I think this is why Donald J. Trump resonated, because it was America first. Oh, absolutely. And that is a biblical concept. Remember, a person that doesn't take care of their mm -hmm. home Biblically speaking, they're worse than an infidel. Those are the words of the first century great apostle, St. Paul. And he was clear on that message. I think that message is still resonating 
with Americans right now. Absolutely. And I was just going to say, I love that you went right to Donald Trump because that was one of the best things that he did in terms of shining a light on the corruption of D.C. was to say, you can't stay on the fence. You have to stand and declare another biblical principle. Yes. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Where are your principles? Do you stand with truth or do you stand with non-truth? Because you only have those two options. Okay. And with Donald Trump, he forced people to stand and declare they didn't like it. But we'll be right back with more of Just the Truth. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Continuing our conversation here on Just the Truth, it's Friday and we are talking about real men, real leaders, the importance to Americans of understanding that, you know what, toxic masculinity is actually the only kind. And as a strong woman myself, I am absolutely in favor of genuine, true masculinity, real strong leaders, both men and women. And you know, Aubrey, who isn't a strong masculine figure, apparently, is Christopher Maloney, I think I'm saying his name right, who uh, played uh, Elliot Stabler on Law and Order SVU, which um, is actually not my favorite show for a sure, lot of other reasons. Sure. I think it actually glorifies uh, the victimization and um, of sexual assault, and I think it's actually a terribly written show for a lot of different reasons. But he was doing a photo shoot this past week, and I tweeted this because he looks like the Maybelline mascara bottle. What in the world? What in the world? I did a show a few <laughs> weeks ago on to toxic masculinity. And I was talking about, and I showed just tons of photos. I wish I would have had this one. And I showed what our society is doing. And again, this is intentional. Mm -hmm. Why do I say that? It's simple. Here's what the marketers say. Any image that you put up, especially for our children. Now, Note who they're taking. They're taking actors, mm -hmm. entertainers. This is intentional because these individuals, Jenna, have a automatic following. They've been on TV or radio, whatever it is, for X amount of years. And they know that they still have a following in the millions. And every young boy looks up mm -hmm. to an older guy. That's just a fact. In my home, older brothers, that kind of a thing, looked up to them, wanted to be, you want to be your father, you want to be an older brother. They get this. And so what are they doing? They are softening our men. And again, I hate to do this, but this is why Donald Trump resonated mm -hmm. because he just had this persona. I'm a man and this is how we're going to do it. And it was just kind of mm -hmm. cut and dry. Well, that resonated with men. My heart really breaks, honestly, because it takes away men out of our society for women that are looking for a male figure. Now, I'm not talking about a dad figure. I'm talking about uh, someone who would be significant, mm -hmm. a significant husband, etc. It's stripping that away because I knew this. Even as a kid, I'm sure you knew this. Mm -hmm. You saw something on TV, you wanted to become it. Right. You wanted to emulate Those are it. A lot of times, the role models, and especially the cultural role models. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we see this guy, now again, for Law and Order, I liked it. I disliked it for a different reason than you. <laughs> My reason, and I did a little re research on this. Shocker. Every time that they <laughs> had painted a conservative on that show, they yeah. were some lunatic. 
that very true, especially faith-based people oh, as well. Oh my all God! Of, yeah, they, it was always the, the crazies, and they tried always. to make everybody who's faith-based, you Absolutely. know, your belief in God is irrational. Well, of, of course, and yeah, so now they too. put one of their leading guys, who was a real masculine yes, figure, very, and now they're they're making him very effeminate, very yeah. soft. I, I tell you, this is intentional, and yeah. we're seeing this desensitizing intentionally. Again, when I did this show a few weeks ago, I even brought up these statistics. How many movies are out? Disney doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're trying to impact the kids of this nation. Mm -hmm. And I even brought in uh, some of the executors that believe in this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And I asked the question why. So I began to do the research. And I found because they have family members, usually a son or daughter, that is living this alternate type of lifestyle. They're trying to make their own kids feel good. So they keep in this Rather barrage, than the truth. Well, and no, well, that's what truth so becomes their truth. It's yeah. subjective. It's they don't believe in absolutes. And again, Jenna, this goes back into an anti-God narrative. Absolutely. See, if you take God out, then anything is anything true. Goes. But if you have to acknowledge that men are men mm -hmm. and women are women, then you have to go with this idea that has been going on for several thousands of years called mm -hmm. God. Take him out and you become unrestrained yeah. and you can do whatever you want and now you are your own god this is what this garbage is all about the original sin was that you can be like god that exactly. was the original sin in the garden and you're so right aubrey that we as a society are intentionally targeting children. I mean, look at what happened with Nickelodeon mm -hmm. and uh, how that the whole Pride Month thing with the uh, the drag queen. And I'm very glad to see as of this week that Nickelodeon's ratings are going down Good. because parents don't want to subject their children to that. And yet what the cultural mantra is trying to do is trying to desensitize children, teach them that this is normal so that the next up and coming generation won't have the same visceral moral objection sure. to this kind of disgusting behavior. And it is disgusting. It and is. we of can say that without uh, being bigots, without being hateful. That's just true. That is just what is morally correct. That is just what uh, is the measurable difference between right and wrong, good and evil. We have to stand for that truth. And what you said also about President Trump, that resonating, his sure. being a leader, being a man. I mean, he, he is someone that everyone respected. Disagree with him or not? Sure. You respected him. <laughs> and what the mainstream media then tried to do as, as they're trying to effeminize mm -hmm. men, mm -hmm. because they absolutely couldn't do that with Trump, what they tried to do interestingly enough, was paint him like they do every other male character. If you look at the cultural cartoons, you look at uh, the cartoons like Family Guy, like mm -hmm. some of these, they make the father figure look like a moron, a of buffoon, somebody laughable, right? So that there's no strong male figure. That's what the mainstream media tried to do with Trump because he was the male figure, the dad in the room, yeah, yeah. the leader. Sure. They tried to make him out to be the buffoon. You know, I have uh, several friends across the nation. These are major, and I won't bring their names up. I'll let them uh, have their little moment of privacy. But these are major, major, major figures. These are guys that I had a lot of interaction with. And again, their political background, until Donald Trump, they had nothing to do with any type of conservative anything. These are guys that I've played golf with. But let me say this to you. When they would watch Donald Trump, and he would go out, and especially during G7. I tell you what was a real hit. When when Donald Trump went to the UN and said the things he said, 
I sent a copy to these guys. I said, you guys need to watch this. They did. These guys came back and said, wow, this is what this country has needed all yeah. along. Because he was no nonsense, and he had a certain swag about him that when he the did what respect. he wanted to, it was respect. It was the respect. And then look at Joe Biden, who the oh, mainstream media is propping him. up on that. He's the one who's actually genuinely the buffoon, and yet they're yeah. propping him up as like, ooh, he wears the aviators. And I'm thinking, please. Well, I heard someone, this is someone I, who's totally not yeah. respectful no, at all. No, and I, so it's this, scary. Yeah, and this, this complete diametrically opposed viewpoint of uh, to reality of what genuine truthful masculinity is I mean even this clip that we have from Blue's Clues watch this look I made a pride declaration these flags represent different parts of the LGBTQ plus community this rainbow flag is called the gay pride flag wow this flag is called the non-binary pride flag this flag is called the lesbian flag and this flag is called the transgender pride flag. There's so, so many more flags. Lots of different communities celebrate Pride Month. Bye, Joe's Pride Club. So cool. This is my uncle, Jonathan. Hi, Josh. Hi, Blue. Happy Pride Month. At my house, we celebrate Pride Month with my uncle, Jonathan, making rainbows fly. <laughs> What does pride mean to you? Pride means that everybody is proud to share their love and to share their love in their heart. I like the sound of that. What a special family tradition. And why did we march in the pride parade? Because everybody's family is different with different colors, different hearts, and different lives. Yeah, and some people have mommy and mommy and mommy. This is overt yeah. pedophilia. Of course it's pedophilia. And you know it, and I know it, and moms and dads know it as well. And I tell you something else. It's intentional. Absolutely. And I'm going to say something, as I often do, that I get a lot of response. Not from here that's bad, but I get response, and they don't like it. But again, here are the facts. I have never met in my life a group of individuals that is promoting something that they themselves cannot produce, i.e., children cannot be produced within these unions that are pushing this agenda. No same-sex couple, and I'm talking mass, I'm not talking about those who go to a clinic somewhere and get help in trying to produce because at the end of the day, their natural proclivity, they cannot produce. So what are they really doing? If, if two men or two women cannot produce these kids, they're getting kids, not that have come from these unions, because that is scientifically impossible to do. So we are now faced in this nation where our kids are being sacrificed to push an agenda that the group that is pushing the agenda cannot produce on their own. Now, that may sound bigoted. It's but just it's the truth. Just the truth. It's just the facts. And these and these children who are having to, I mean, th this is just so disgusting and yeah. it's so wrong. And to have this little girl who's up there saying, oh, I know all of the different flags and really probably doesn't even know what she's saying. I mean, hasn't thought through all these things like an adult would and like someone who is thinking rationally and it can be able to reject the ideas here. This is what's so subversive about this movement is that it's all happy rainbows and puppies, right? But 
it's showing children this very deep, dark path, and they're trying to normalize it. And parents need to know that this is what's going on so that they don't just sit their kids in front of the television and say, oh, look, it's Blue's Clues. Oh, look, it's Nickelodeon. Yeah. You have to, as a parent, make sure that you are intentionally not allowing your children to see all of this and be indoctrinated by the views of the world. I mean, it's, it's much harder, Aubrey, yeah. to teach children than to just sit them in front of the TV, but sure. parents have that obligation. Well, of course they have that obligation, and if not, they should really consider prior to having children whether or not they're going to be engaged. Listen, if these parents do not engage, and by the way, really quick, they are how do we know mm -hmm. it? Because the numbers on these particular episodes, they're dying. Disney is in a yep. spiral so downward, just like Nickelodeon. You got that right. So parents are paying attention, but it's not stopping them, Jenna, yep. from moving forward. And we'll be right back with more on Just the Truth. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Just the Truth, and we're continuing the conversation with Aubrey Shines, who's the host of America Shines right here on Real America's Voice. Definitely tune into that tomorrow and each and every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And Aubrey, as kind of a segue now from all of this um, just depravity in the culture that's being taught to children, a few of the red state governors are actually trying to bring God back into the culture like Ron DeSantis. He is, and I'm, I'm so proud. Uh, we wrote him on this regard saying, hey, listen, why can't? You know, we return back to a time where moms and dads with their kids have the right to do what they want. After all, in our school systems, in our public schools, there's every imaginable club that you can imagine in the Hillsborough County area, case in point. There are clubs, and I'm talking teenagers as and pre's. So you're talking anywhere from fourth grade all the way through eighth grade, then high school, where they have and now are allowing kids to do really whatever they want. There are groups that are there that say, hey, look, we are Wiccas, we believe in Satan, and we should have our time cut out, and that sort of thing. It's like, okay, well, then what's good for the goose? Should be good for the gander. So what does DeSantis and others that are soon to follow him? DeSantis just recently signed this past week. He actually signed a bill saying, listen, if you want your kids to have a silent moment, I'm going to sign legislation to say, we're going to have one minute out of every day that they can have it. I see this, Jenna, as the door, this conduit that can be used to bring prayer back in school. You have all this other depravity that's going on. Let's begin to fight that with students now that now will have this restored. Remember, just not too long ago, we had places like in Oregon and others that were actually firing coaches for having a moment of silence. So what does DeSantis do? He comes and looks at all this information and says, okay, out in Washington State, you're firing people. Again, this, is, this wasn't something the school initiated. This was a coach before or after right. a game with students who wanted to have prayer. Fire. Yeah, and it wasn't Carson. Our good friends at First Liberty uh, actually represented him, and um, that coach is a dear friend, and I think it's just so great what he's gone through, and to fight that and to say, no, this is okay. I mean, because imagine this, that there are so many other groups, any group, 
is fine on campus. You can have everything from, like you said, from the Wiccans to the, you know, who worship Satan to the LGBT to whatever religion yeah. or belief you want, except the one true God. That's the only thing yeah. that the secular state-run schools don't want to allow. And so this is actually a great way to to be all-inclusive, like yeah. the Democrats actually want, right, yeah, with Ron sure DeSantis, to say, you know what, the, the minute of silence, and it's yeah. not compelled, coerced sure. belief in Christianity or belief in anything. It's just saying, let's have a, a minute of silence where kids can choose to pray if they want to. And well, that absolutely <laughs> is constitutional. Well, of course it is. And again, DeSantis realizes several of the other governors are looking at it. I know for a fact Abbott is looking at it. South Dakota uh, is looking. There are several others because they see this as an opportunity to say, wait a minute. You guys on record for saying anything should go. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, how about God going in the same direction? Now, again, right now, this week, there are several groups that are angry that DeSantis has come out with this particular initiative. And he, because he signed it, they say, and I quote them, this is going to open up the students to believe in God. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Oh, no. Now, again, this is not uh, their children. Right. But they yet, don't want they are our okay. children. They are okay with opening the door to belief in Satan, to belief in the LGBT not agenda. Not a word from them. You know, yeah, there, there's not an objection to any form of indoctrination. Yeah. I mean, if they were at least consistent saying, well, wait, this is the province of the parents, I would have more respect for that because then they would say, you know, okay, but, but they are picking and choosing sure. what beliefs they will tolerate versus what they want. And that's the Democrats' modus operandi. They always yeah. want to yeah. say everything is wrong unless we condone it and we are going to force our narrative and what we want and we are going to forcibly silence what we don't. Well, what's interesting is that a couple of the parents that have come out against it publicly they were asked the question. Now, one wanted to kind of say, ah, I want to be private. I don't want to say who I really am. One was bold enough uh, to come out and say, look. And so the question was asked, well, uh, do you have kids in these schools? Uh, well, no, but I know people that do, and their children will feel bad if everyone is silent and their children begin to pray. What is that going to make my kid feel like? Now, again, not a word from these same groups, mm -hmm. individuals, of course. That had nothing to say through the years when everything was free. Every, but the moment God becomes part of this narrative, all of a sudden, I'm afraid that your child or his child or that child, they may influence my kids. And there's the real issue. Mm -hmm. They're afraid that influence may begin to happen and it'll shift this paradigm back in a direction they're not mm -hmm. interested in. And, and they're fighting it. And you know what? That same concern, even though we, we know it's a good thing to have the paradigm shift toward truth, but why aren't an, uh, enough Christian parents, and, I say, and there are a lot of great ones out there, but why isn't it the same level of influence when it's bad influence? Why aren't the Christians and the churches standing up and saying, well, wait a second, the paradigm shift is going to be toward Pride Month, toward uh, toward Satan worship, toward sure. uh, abortion acceptance. I mean, all of these other things. They need to be standing firm on the flip side and saying, I don't want this type of influence for my child. That's why the homeschooling movement is gaining such traction. Because parents don't want this type of influence. And so it should be that those of us who know and understand the truth should be standing even more firmly and the church needs to stand strongly behind parents. Well, I think you have a problem. Here's the real problem. You have guys, and I'm soon to do a show on this very, very topic. One of our key leaders in this nation came out during when traditional marriage was challenged and overturned. This is a mega guy, 
This is a guy that everyone knows, regardless of what your ethnicity is. This is a guy that has supported publicly uh, various things, even though he claims to be neutral. When traditional marriage was overturned, again, you asked the question, where are the leaders? Mm -hmm. Well, this particular leader came out, and I can almost quote it, because I had produced a video, and then YouTube took it off, not because of what I said wasn't correct. They just didn't want me using his image, even though he had said it in a public in a public setting. And that's setting. totally fair use. Of I course. mean, that's, that's well, ridiculous. But they what, just want to silence the Well, truth. of that's course. It. Well, they silenced me on that, but it didn't work because I found other ways around it. But here was a key leader of this day and time who literally said, and I quote, it doesn't make a difference what the Supreme Court rules. The Supreme Court is there to rule for all people. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. And I did a video showing, yeah, it really does make a difference what they believe in. They're supposed to reflect the views of this country and stay with the laws. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the premise of your statement. If leaders don't speak out, they are speaking out in their silence because yes. their silence by default is, is actually celebratory for those things that are actually detrimental to this nation. And this is why I really believe that leaders like that are now being challenged because they realize that their views are crashing, not just their local, but they're crashing an entire nation. Jen, I think we can do better. Absolutely. And you know, this has ended up being uh, kind of a show on leadership, not yeah. just the top trending yeah, headlines, but but leadership. And in the uh, in the next segment, I want to get in to uh, the future of, because we're talking about the church um, and the, of course, the SBC convention that happened this weekend and the church. And where are the pastors who are willing to stand firm to say, we are going to rightly divide scripture. I had Virgil Walker, who's the host of the Just Thinking podcast on my show uh, this past Wednesday, talking about this and saying, you know, that the leadership of the church, whether it's the SBC convention, whether it's, you know, the Catholic church, whether it's any church, sure. we need to make sure that we are standing boldly for the truth and rejecting lies and making sure that we have the truth of the word of God. And I want to talk to you about that sure. when we come back right here on Just the Truth. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Just the Truth, and we're continuing the conversation about the truth and the full truth of the inerrancy of Scripture and the Word of God with my good friend Aubrey Shines, who's the host of America Shines, right here on Real America's Voice. And Aubrey, we've been talking about uh, where's the church, mm -hmm. and of course, this past week, the uh, SBC convention, the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, met. They appointed um, and voted for a new president. Um, I had Virgil Walker on, who's the host of the Just Thinking podcast, talking about that. He's a member of the SBC, and I think it's fascinating when you know, we talk about Christianity in general, and um, there are so many different denominations, you know, whether you're SBC or evangelical, um, of course, Catholic, mm -hmm. so many people divide based on denomination when truthfully it matters. Do you believe in the inerrancy of scripture, the sufficiency of scripture and the truth of the gospel and Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you repent of your sins? It doesn't actually matter which specific denomination Correct. you subscribe to, but sure. those denominations, of course, need to make sure that they are grounded and rooted in truth. So the question with all of that said is, 
where is the church and culture? It's scary because, again, I thought about something uh, with the Pope <clears throat> making the comment that he made, really just a comment about being inclusive. And I, I, I began to reflect on that earlier this week. And I thought, there's not one encyclica that he has put out regarding this issue. And uh, that's just a word to saying that there's no official writing from the papacy to, to give real voice as it relates to the headship. As, as it relates to what in direction they should or shouldn't be going into. Not one. Now, he has them on critical race theory. He has issues regarding climate control. And I'm talking about, again, I have a ton of Catholic friends. I, I've had several uh, key priests uh, on my show uh, addressing issues of this magnitude. They're very, very concerned about this. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear anyone begin to side with critical race theory, mm -hmm. I, I, I cringe, and yeah. I cringe for a different reason. I cringe because I feel, do they really understand what this is really about, its origin, where's the genesis, who are the founders of this, what is it that they really believe? Well, they believe in something that is totally anti-church. Again, mm -hmm. I realize that you have, yeah, I, I, and I realize, you and I both, we have a lot of viewers that are not necessarily Christian. Mm -hmm. That's great. We're just here to have just a truth moment. We're mm -hmm. shining some light on these particular type of topics here. When the SBC, that they can elect someone just purely based on skin color, here's a problem. That is called in Judeo-Christian ethos, idolatry. Why? Because the moment you lift your skin, I don't care what, you can be green like Shrek. The moment <laughs> you lift your skin above principles, Mm -hmm. You're no longer operating in just the truth of what you say you believe. You're now in this marriage of something that is so anti-God. Marxism, at its core, according to Karl Marx, mm -hmm. he was clear on this issue that he didn't believe in no God. He felt that he was the God and people should be the God. So how is it that any Reformation and or denomination can find themselves being in bed with these type of individual ideologies yeah. that are totally the antithesis of everything that the gospel is not. Yeah, and isn't it fascinating that in so many different denominations of broader tent Christianity, whether you're talking about Catholics, Evangelicals, Protestants, there's a severe lack of leadership. Of and course. there's a severe lack of leadership that is willing to say, here is how we rightly divide scripture and here, it, here are the things that we expressly accept and, and, and the things, the lies from the culture that we expressly reject because genuine theology that is founded on the word of God. And this is one of the reasons that I, I personally think that denominations can be problematic sure. because they tend to heighten one specific aspect or doctrine above something else in scripture where all scripture is given by inspiration of sure. God and is profitable for doctrine. And um, and reproof and correction and instruction and in righteousness. And so we should have the entire full counsel of the word of God. And it shouldn't be denomination specific as much as it is theocentric. Yeah, of course. And again, I've done a study on this and my background is in part of this here as well. Here's the reality. In the beginning, it was never like that. I'm not talking about just in the first century. I'm talking the first five centuries. Anybody that understands just basic patristic theology, just first five centuries, they would actually see what you just said kind of lived out as personified in it. Now, again, I have no problem, and I get what you're saying. 
I get why and when these particular denominations, reformations, mm -hmm. from a historical point, and I why non-denominational theology absolutely. went on the rise. Absolutely, of but here's right. what I'm really concerned is what you referenced earlier, and that is when we have a lack of leadership. What we are doing at that point, we're creating a vacuum for yes. something else. How many churches have I seen personally, whether it's in Washington, uh, mm -hmm. New York, uh, various other places, where on their marquee there is something called Black Lives Matter, right. and I thought. Well, if I'm someone white, I guess I wouldn't feel very comfortable in there because as a different ethnicity, I would think, well, I guess this is a predominantly this well, or that and church. It's, it's activist theology because it's adding to scripture. It's called black liberation theology, and it came out of Central America. And what it did in a nutshell, Jenna, it just simply exhorted the ideal of a lived out life, not a Christ-centered life. So again, mm -hmm. when you see black uh, liberation theology, Keep in mind, you're talking about people like Dr. James Combe, people that influenced and were the teachers of people like Dr. Jeremiah Wright, the ex-pastor of Barack Hussein Obama. And that theology, they have no problem saying uh, Israel is wrong, black people are right, or uh, white people are that. And it's, and it's something that is an offense as yes. it relates to pure doctrine. It has Absolutely. nothing to do with and it And this at all. is why it matters so much that, that the title of a person, anyone can call themselves a pastor oh, or sure. a teacher, but it matters what they think, what they believe, what they are preaching, what they are teaching. And that's why the scripture even says you need to search out and be like a Berean. You need to make sure yeah. that you are searching the scripture for yourself. You are testing every doctrine and theory to make sure that this is sound on the word of God. We should not be just given to, uh, well, I'm following this particular denomination or this particular person. Sure. We need to be following the person of Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And speaking of Christ alone, now to just the word. Second Timothy 3, 16 through 17, as I've already talked about today says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That's it for this episode of Just the Truth. I'm Jenna Ellis, and we are sponsored by the Thomas More Society, which is a not-for-profit national public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. You can find out more about the Thomas More Society and the incredible work that we do there at thomasmoresociety.org. And I will be back tomorrow and every Monday through Friday here on Just the Truth.